thanks, Dud. Appreciate that. And troops, I appreciate you showing up for uh, muster. Hope all is cool and copacetic on your end. We'll get back in a few minutes to impeach or not impeach. I think right now in the United States Capitol building, the Speaker of the House has convened her caucus and they're having a closed door meeting on what shall they do? Every expectation, and it's been reported by the New York Times and Washington Post, every expectation is that they will emerge uh, having decided to uh, pursue impeachment against uh, one Donald John Trump president of the uh, United States. I'm going to be joined by uh, a gentleman who's the executive director of the Cornell Cooperative Extension in Onondaga County, uh, Mr. David Skevel. Uh, sir, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate I, it. You bet. You, am I saying your name right? You got it right, Skevel. You win the prize today. Very nice. Now, here's the deal. We're hearing a whole bunch now about mosquitoes passing diseases in Tripoli and such like that. But there is uh, a, a potentially far more significant and, and more chronic threat out there. It has to do with the different bugs. And, and, and that's ticks passing diseases to us. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. The, um, the deer tick, uh, also known as the black-legged tick, are, is our number one concern in Onondaga County. And, and why is that? Uh, well, the, the tick population across Onondaga County is becoming much more pervasive, and the black-legged tick uh, carries Lyme disease along with uh, several other diseases. Uh, but, but it's been Lyme disease has been the, the disease of real concern just because of the, the number of cases in the U.S. Do we have any sense of what percentage of the population of these ticks in our region have Lyme disease, sir? Yes, uh, we've been out doing tick sampling for the last four years uh, by way of doing uh, tick drags. And so as we go out and we pull ticks off the landscape and send them in for testing, uh, 50% of the ticks that we have pulled in uh, carry carry the the disease. So that's huge. Yes. How how does the virus, uh, if that's what it is, pass through the tick population, please? So it's uh, Lyme disease, actually a bacterium, and the reservoir for the bacterium is found in the the mouse population. Uh, So the tick uh, goes through uh, four life cycles, and the the life cycle of a tick is actually two years. So when they start out in uh, the first part, which is being an egg, and they emerge from the egg as a larvae, the first uh, food source that they'll turn to are, are mice and birds, and it's the mice that carry the bacterium. So they'll feed on the mice, and they'll molt into the next larger uh, form, which is a nymph form. And that is the very first form or life, life stage of the tick that actually could potentially feed on a human. And they'll find that next meal, and then they'll, they'll go through the winter, and then they'll molt and turn into an adult tick. And then finally, at the end of their, their life cycle uh, in the fall, that's when you have an adult tick, and that's when the fall feeding happens on uh, both deer, humans, and, and larger mammals. So is right now, sir, a, a particular time to be uh, aware of this problem? Yeah, I would say there's two times that we really have to be aware. I, I'm going to just say this. It's, it's kind of a year, year-long year thing we have to be concerned with, but particularly spring are when the nymphs feed, and the concern with the nymphs is they can get on you, and they can feed on you, and they're so small, they can have their complete meal drop off. You never know you were fed on. The adult ticks uh, tend to feed in the fall time, and that's the larger one, and you probably have a better chance of actually finding a tick on you because uh, you can actually feel the adult tick move. Um, but when they actually uh, start engorging themselves, you have a much better chance of finding them. 
Does the Lyme disease, sir, negatively affect either the mice or the ticks? Uh, no, they, they don't. And actually, uh, they don't affect the deer they feed on either. Hmm. And, and again, the, the, the connection in between like the mice and the deer, how does the, uh, is it tick transmission that, that moves the, the, the bacterium there as well, sir? It is um, so the tick when it's born out of the egg is is disease free as a larvae, and they will initially pick up the bacterium out of the mouse population, and they'll carry that bacterium upward and outward as they feed through their varying uh, life stages. I see. So the mother t- uh, tick can she may be infected, but she can't pass it to her 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 children in the eggs. Yep. that's that's correct. Does it sicken uh, deer? Uh, maybe you already answered this. No, it, it actually it, doesn't they, sicken the deer. Uh, it sickens humans, that's for sure, but not but not the deer. Huh. And any other mammals? Like, if it, will it will it get on our dog, or is it a different sort of tick? Uh, actually, it will get on a on a dog and actually infect a dog. So uh, the the three uh, actually we have four types of ticks in New York State now, uh, but locally uh, it's going to be mostly the brown dog tick and the deer tick. And uh, so ticks, when they go through their life stages, a nymph on, on up can potentially feed on humans and dogs and, and other animals. They're looking, yeah, for they're, blood, deer, they're looking for that blood meal. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, deer are a lot more mobile than, than individual mice. You know, as if we've got deer, you know, chomping in the backyard, eating our rhododendron or something like that. Does proximity to deer increase the potential for contact, sir, with a tick or uh, specifically an infected tick? Uh, Absolutely. So um, in the ecology of a tick, as it goes through its two-year life cycle, uh, deer are considered to be the keystone to the tick populations. It's not where they're picking up the bacterium from. That's from the mouse population. But the ticks really need that large blood meal before they, they lay their eggs. They need that energy to, to create the thousands of eggs that they, lie, they lay. So um, deer are a ready source of nutrition for the ticks to lay their eggs. And then you also pointed out the fact that deer are rather ambulatory creatures, and they move across the landscape, so they're very good at dispersing ticks. David Skevel is the executive director at uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension here in Onondaga County. So... Uh, if I am if I am bitten, uh, how will I know, and how will I know, sir, if I'm infected? Okay, um, so if you are bitten, so um, kind of backing up just a little bit, if you find a, a tick embedded in your skin, um, one of the ways to help lessen the chances that you're actually going to get infected from the tick is to remove it properly. Uh, so forget about all the wives' tales you've heard about nail polish and uh, cigarettes and Vaseline on the tick. The proper way to remove a tick is taking a very fine pair of tweezers, micro-tweezers, and sliding those tweezers between the body of the tick and your skin. So you're kind of sliding it parallel to your skin, so you're mm-hmm. not going over the, tick, the tick's body. You, you then, slide under him from, from his butt end, right? Well, yeah, you, you don't want to go over the top of the body. You want to slide it right between your skin and the tick's mouth. Um, okay. And what you're trying to avoid is the tick regurgitating its stomach contacts into your blood system. So if you, you slide those tweezers in and you get between the head of the tick and your skin and then just pull up and outward, uh, that's the very best way to remove a tick to lessen your chances of getting infected. Um, uh, we're seeing David. 
let me, I'm going to follow up. David Skevel of uh, Coronel Cooperative Extension. I'm not 100% understanding. Do I want to actually tweeze the tick off? Do I put, like, I've got, you know, the, the two sides of a tweezer. Do I put one on each side of his little head coming in from underneath and lift him out or no? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's, that's exactly correct. So slide the tweezers in there, close the tweezers, and then pull them straight out. Maybe I'm thinking of like honeybees or something, but can like his whatever goes into you, can that break off? Can you leave a part of the tick in you, sir, if you do it wrong? Uh, you can. Uh, you can leave the mouth part in, but the way your body will react to that mouth part, it'll be just like having a little splinter in your skin. Your body will just push it right out. So don't worry about leaving the mouth part in. The whole key okay. to this is avoiding getting the tick to regurgitate or push its stomach contents through the mouth part and into your, into your blood system. So don't pinch it, don't squeeze it, don't slap it. You don't want to push his innards inside you because they'll take whatever's in there with him, including the bacterium. Correct. And so, you know, there used to be this thing where you'd put, uh, you know, um, put like Vaseline over the tick to smother it or whatever, then pull it out. Mm-hmm. Well, if you put Vaseline or some sort of other substance over the tick, you're going to agitate it, and it's going to react by regurgitating its stomach contents into you. So keep the tick nice mm-hmm. and calm. Just slide the tweezers in and pop her out. That's Danny. Here's a, before we get to like, how do I know if I'm infected? This is something I'm 60 years old and I've always been outdoors and I don't think I've ever gotten a tick. Is that, do people get ticks a lot or, or what? You know, it's interesting. So I, I grew up um, in, uh, in upstate New York as well and similar, similar life experience to you and spent most of my life out in the woods. And, um, you know, I just remember growing up on a farm. I, I I remember once seeing one tick on one cat, let alone having any on me. So um, yeah. the tick population, um, even like checking my backyard down in the south part of the county, I haven't found any ticks in my backyard yet, but I know that they are spreading across across the county because now we're finding them in places we never have before. Um, so if you go into the woods and you're cutting up firewood for your uh, wood supply this year, it's something you have to start being concerned about and take the appropriate steps uh, to do what you can to keep the ticks off you uh, through appropriate dress, the use of um, um, repellents such as permethrin on your clothing, and doing what you can to wear uh, light-colored clothing uh, so you can spot the ticks if they get on you. David Skivel is trying to keep you healthy. He's the executive director of Cornell Cooperative Extension in Onondaga County. So if I am, am bitten, sir, what do I do, please? So if you're bitten, um, please try to save the tick, put it in a Ziploc bag, and note the date on it, and then um, start looking for symptoms. And so one of the symptoms that, that may appear, and of course the frustrating thing about this disease is these are guidelines. Nothing's 100% here. So you want to keep an eye open for a bullseye rash um, because with a bullseye rash, you, you know you have Lyme disease if, if the bullseye rash appears. And the other thing with a bullseye rash, it will not necessarily show up at the bite site. So you have to kind of keep checking your body and see if a bullseye rash shows up. Um, you know, my own personal advice would be if I found a tick embedded in me, I would go to the doctor and I would ask for a course of antibiotics. Um, I have just come across too many cases with people, uh, seem to have a tick in them for a short amount of time and didn't show necessarily any, uh, symptoms right off and then had a really extreme onset of the disease. Um, so my best advice is get the tick off, save it, get to the doctor. 
Yeah. And it can be, you know, I, 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 this is probably an extreme, but it can be chronic and it can be debilitating. I, I know a couple people who, I mean, who have been profoundly affected by Lyme disease. Yep, and same, same, same with us as we're out in the public and we put our display out to talk to the public. We get people walking up to us, and I had uh, one individual uh, come to me at the Lafayette Apple Festival, and uh, he says, you know, um, it's been a year I can finally walk. And he had a tick on him, and eight weeks after being by the tick, he woke up uh, in the morning totally blind, and that was just the beginning of his battle. So some people react really severely to this disease and in different ways. Um, so we've kind of heard the same stories where um, you're really playing Russian roulette with a tick um, to gamble that that tick was not infected and you shouldn't be paying attention. So it, um, Lyme disease will ruin a life, that's, that's for sure. Is there a website we can learn more, sir? Yeah, I have a couple websites for you. Uh, so the website here at Cornell Cooperative Extension Onondaga County is cceonondaga.org. And if you go to our landing page and scroll down a little bit, there's a picture of a big tick right there. You click on that, and it'll take you to a whole bunch of resources. Um, and then the other one um, is don't get ticked, ny.org. Um, which will have a whole bunch of resources on it, too. Outstanding. Don't get ticked, uh, ny.org. David Skevel, thank you so much for speaking with us, sir. We so appreciate it. Yep, thank you for giving me the time. It's an important topic, and I appreciate the time. You betcha. He's the executive director at Cornell Cooperative Extension in Onondaga County. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, uh, contact your medical doctor. Again, you heard him say, this can ruin a life. I've known that. I've known people that has happened to. Back in a moment, time for traffic and weather on 570 WSYR. News, then the free-for-all on 570 WSYR. Thanks, Dud. Stay here with us and joining the conversation, Mr. Zach George. Sir, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Here's a deal. We find out today, one, the president's going to release the transcript of the Ukraine call, and two, that the Democrats might go forward with impeachment. Yeah. A good idea, bad idea. Uh, Dave, what do you think? On which? Releasing the transcript or? <laughs> Either or both. Uh, I'll believe it if I see it, as far as the impeachment. We'll wait and see. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Maybe you Nancy, think? I guess, has had her arm finally twisted. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, I think. And he, transcript? I, I think he's going to release it tomorrow. I think that's what's. I don't understand. Yeah. We're, we're going to try the. We're going to file the impeachment proceedings today, and then tomorrow he's going to release the transcripts. And I got to believe there isn't anything there. He wouldn't be so quick to release it. I mean, we're only talking, what, four days, five days, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So yeah. uh, it was pretty quick, I thought. It was going to be. He says it's unredacted, unedited, and full disclosure kind of stuff. So I thought they loved that kind of stuff there in Washington. So. We'll see what happens. I like that. I, I kind of like that President Trump is being, you know, just look at all of it. I don't care. It's not like his tax returns, which is good. You know, he's just kind of all out there. I don't think he should be impeached. Uh, he's got, I feel like he's already, he's got one more year. You know, I mean, if you're going to impeach him, should have been a while ago. You're, you've, you've waited too long. So uh, try to beat him in the next year's debate. At the ballot box. Yeah, at the ballot box. That's what I think. Maybe they don't think they yeah, can I, do that. Maybe not. Well, yeah. then that's then that's their problem. They got to figure out, <laughs> yes. you know, how to better speak to the American people. Right. So, 
Well, I agree with every word you've said, Zach. Uh, oh, thanks. Two excellent, excellent points. Uh, but exactly right. The, the, there will be a trial next November, and the American people will render their verdict on Donald Trump. And they'll either uh, throw him away or they'll keep him. But it will be their choice. But the question and, is, will both uh, sides again, accept that? Will both sides accept the verdict next November? That's what's, they, that's they what bothers they me. Didn't la- nope. The, the Democrats nope. didn't last time, did nope. they? Nope. Yeah. How, how long have we been talking uh, about Donald Trump impeachment? Three years, three and a half years. Has, I think has we it talked about it before he got elected. I think, I think they were talking about yeah. before he was elected. You know, it's right ever been jump. it's ever since he was elected because they said he was only elected because of Russian collusion. Yeah, and it, that's he, the only way he got the uh, one. Then I just, uh, I just think they're they're always there's always another step. There's always like, well, then they talk about it here, and then they do this, and then they're getting closer and closer yeah. and closer. But closer yep. isn't actually doing it. And I think that yeah. it's going to you know, get to a point where they're get, they got so close, but the, the election's three months away and it doesn't matter anymore. So maybe maybe like he gets impeached like with three months to go on his term, which I, does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. And at that point, then it's just you lost, they, you lost all reason yeah. to do it. In the whole concept of resistance and not accepting the outcome of the election, I wonder if this whole thing, and it's been just like you say, it's been one thing after the other after the other. I wonder if that's just meant to like it's a defense where you get up and wave your hands in the other guy's face. You try to distract him from what he's doing. You try to run out the clock. I wonder if that's just what they've been doing. Yeah, I would say that's that's. I'm pretty sure it is. hundred percent. I I would say that's what's happening. Yeah, would be nice if they actually. I'm glad he's putting out the transcript. Yes. And it's, yeah, he's, it, that'll it, answer all questions. It'll be it's released right tomorrow. Here's what I said: complete, unclassified, tomorrow, unredacted. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I th- yeah, I think judge it as you will. I think that's the way to go. Transparency, the best way, hundred percent. Is uh, especially if we're speaking uh, wardrobe. But uh, <laughs> no, it's not true. I'm glad no. the clothes you can't see. Through. Please wear clothes. Here's, here's, can <laughs> I can I throw something out there? Mm. And and Zach may be less prone to believe this, but the longer I live. The more I think human beings compared to other animals are kind of ugly. You know what I'm saying? I I think that we wear clothes not because we're modest, but because we're kind of homely. You know? Is this back it's to good the, that we cover well, over be, our parts? Is this back to the Jessica Rabbit thing? What is this? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit! She she didn't need to hide anything. That chick right there. <laughs> Wait, you know, but, like if you look at a, 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 a flock of zebras or whatever you call them, a herd of zebras, they yeah. all are sure I've heard of very nice looking animals. They all look pretty much alike. You look yeah. at uh, yeah. a, a, a whole bunch of German Shepherd dogs. They all look very nice. They're very cool. You get uh-huh. humans. We look all sort of different varieties, and half of us look a little goofy. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Well, that's what Those happens look, when, you, when you have McDonald's. What? See, are when you, you have when you have a food ruin my drive-through, buddy. Wow, I, uh, that's what happens when, when you have all this 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 crap we're eating. But uh, do you I, never go to McDonald's or no? I, I do go to McDonald's. I'm, I'm, I mean, everybody, you know, you got your guilty pleasure times, but you know, or or if you know you're out the morning, you forgot to eat breakfast, eat breakfast, and it's right there, it's convenient. All right, I'm gonna go there quick and eat something, but it's not like a, a habit, a habitual like got to go to McDonald's today, you know. Not that. Mm-hmm. I have a thing where the last few weeks, maybe the last few months, every time I go buy a McDonald's, I have stopped for a smoothie. Okay. Or two smoothies. Oh. 
I'm really into their smoothies right now. Smoothies? I'm afraid to look up online and see if they're healthy, but I'm really drinking. I'll sometimes plan my commute. Like on the thruway, okay, I'm going to stop at this rest area, uh, uh, which has McDonald's, not the one that has Roy Rogers roast beef, because they don't have smoothies at Roy Rogers. I want to go to McDonald's and get uh, get the smoothie. I watch. I watch. It's my life right now. That, well, okay. well, all I know is the cheese is is awful. And like, if you decide, I watch this in a smoothie. Yeah, I no, would no, think no. cheese well, would be terrible. In well, a I'm smoothie. saying other <laughs> other things. I guess other things that are unhealthy. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm just yeah, kind of. Yeah. We're on the general topic. Oh, why, why, why is cheese unhealthy? Well, not cheese specifically. No, I'm just saying like like McDonald's. Like no, wait. Dairy farm. Like dairy farmers are listening now, Zach. Why exactly? No, 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 cheese here's, unhealthy. Here's the thing. Though. I like cheese. I'm a very big cheese fan. But real cheese. Real cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. And and like if you're getting a drive-through burger. If you just take the cheese off, you save a lot of calories and like unnecessary saturated fat. And when you want some some cheese, stop at the store and buy some good cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're going to burn calories, get something that's really a delight. But that making it a cheeseburger doesn't add it for me. Doesn't add anything for taste. It doesn't help it in any way. It just yeah. throws you know saturated fat in I'm, there that I don't I'm, need. I'm telling you, eat the cheese on a McDonald's burger just by itself, and you'll realize like what you're eating. Like it just doesn't taste like anything. But you get the texture uh-huh. with the burger, and you're like, oh yeah, cheese. It tastes like cheese. But like when you eat it just by itself, you're like, yeah. this is not. Also, it's it's American cheese, right? Which yes, I don't know I what is. Yeah, I it just it's a square orange thing. Yeah. I know cheddar cheese, I know Gouda, I know uh, Pepper Jack, I know a lot of other cheeses, but American cheese, I think that's, I don't know. It comes yeah. off a little bit too much like Velveeta to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Although I do, well, there we go. I do, I do yeah. like some American wife, cheeses. My now, wife so. is turning me into uh, provolone and uh, Swiss. I had, a, I had a turkey and Swiss sandwich the other day and was like, wow, where's this been all my life? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I've never really experimented that much with the cheese, especially on my sandwich. It's American cheese, but uh, it's the my, best. My kids love provolone. I'm okay with that. Think about cheddar, not cheddar, but watch Swiss. It has that. I it has that little bit of acidic bite. Yes, in Swiss that yeah, I like it does. Quite that's a bit. why I never. Yes, that's why I never really liked it. But yeah. for some reason, with turkey, and, it seemed to work. I don't know. And I love uh, a sharp cheddar. You know, I don't. That's the my long, favorite. The older, oh yeah, the better. Just that's, yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. that's the way to go. And that's a that's a New York specialty. We make yep. great cheddar cheese. It, in yes, New York. we do. Best way to make mac and cheese too. It, you got to use sharp cheddar in it. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Is Zach? Was there a topic you want us to go over today? There, there is. There is. So there is a new technology that's reversing hair loss in rodents. What? And yes, they invented a device is, that is uses... Na- naked, naked rats is a big problem? Or? Naked yeah, rats. Well, well it, it could be used on right. humans some in the near future. Oh, yeah. So this, this uses painless electric pulses <laughs> to stimulate the skin. Because the mice told no. them it's painless? It's, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> How do they know it's painless? <laughs> I couldn't hear them scream. Oh, couldn't hear them scream. That felt really good. <laughs> How do they know it's painless? They're mice. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they can, they can sense. They must have technology to know pain tolerance, right? Yeah, they, prob- yeah, they yeah. stick some sort of a probe into their head. They explode. It hurts so much, they explode. <laughs> if they get too much pain, they blow. Up <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. So the, uh, so got they have this, to shock each full follicle. Yeah, what do they do? It, it basically, they yes, the, it's like a frequency cool. that kickstarts the follicle back into growth mode. Oh wow! And uh, it's power. It's a little thing you can go under your hat. You put on your your 
person oh, and then it's powered by user movement so like as you move it just stays powered mm. it's kind of like wow. one of those watches you know when you move this, the watch stays mm. powered wow. this, this sounds like something they would sell at the state fair and not in one of the better buildings <laughs> hey Jim you Sam? come over here come over here give me, give me a minute exactly it sounds a little put it under your hat and walk around okay walk, walk around. around you, you have more hair tomorrow I'm telling you if you got more hair I'll give you your money back <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna steal two for the price of one only during the state fair? Yeah. Oh, that's too fun. Yeah. I was uh, I was hoping to get this for my dad for Father's Day, but unfortunately, <laughs> spoiler uh, alert. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a there's a small like fine print. It says Uh-oh. people that have been uh, had had hair loss or no hair for a while, they can't use it on them. It's got to be people who are like losing their hair. Like oh, right so now. you have it's to like, already have hair before yeah. you can get hair back. Once you st- if you just freshly. <laughs> Freshly lost it. <laughs> freshly lost it. Like, hope I lost my hair today. Yeah, Honey, like, have you seen my hair? You, you got that uh, thing that they're using on mice? I need that. Ricky, you're bald. Ricky, you're bald. What? Hey, um, remember that time, son, you went on the radio and told people I was bald? That was so cool. <laughs> no, he rocks it. He rocks it. Thanks, Dad. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's one of my per- perpetual fears, but I, uh, my grandfather on my mom's side has uh, had a full head of hair, so... Uh, um, I'm hoping that I'm blessed and it stays this way because I do have a beautiful, beautiful head of hair. Let me just say, <laughs> if, if I do say so myself, here's, here's one, some advice brag. to you, young man. Get, mar- get married early. You know what I'm saying? Just in case. Yeah, you don't know, case. man. <laughs> you don't know what's going to come. Make sure she really loves you before it all starts falling out. That's right. Because <laughs> then all bets are off. Yeah, I think we're drifting apart. <laughs> like your hair. If you yeah. drifting away from your scalp. Make sure you get the if you st- If you started having your hair fall out, Zach, would you shave your head? Oh, I don't, I wouldn't want the side stuff. You know, some people can rock it. Again, my dad's got the side stuff. He looks great with it. I don't think I have the head for it. I think I just wanted to go like Mr. Clean type thing, but maybe with a beard, mm-hmm. I have to, I'd have to see if I could still rock that. Uh, but I think I'd go like just fully bald. Even Here's a funny thing. I'm getting a lot more used to shaved heads now, but I, I respond to shave head, shaved heads on men differently to a large extent, based on race. Okay. I think that a wow. black man with a shaved head, to me, looks strong and robust. And I think that many white men with a shaved head look to me, I don't know why, but like weak and sickly. <laughs> and I okay. forgive me for that observation. I don't know why, but like if I see a, a black man with a shaved head, I think, man, let's look at that. That's a man. You know what I'm saying? I see a, a white guy and I think, are you okay? <laughs> you're, you're I don't know why. Do you f- I know so that's wrong you, no, and no, no, unjustified. No, no, no. So that's why every you, time you see me, Bob, you go, uh, are you all right? Are you, you doing okay? all right? Are you okay? You okay? <laughs> How's it going? I'm like, everything's fine. What do you know? I don't know. You doing all right? Look a little sickly there, Smith. Have you been bitten by a tick lately? Are you all right? You think Mr. Clean looks sickly? I think he's the most like not Super he's the most the healthiest person I've ever seen in my life. Even though he's only a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. Well, there's a, they got the real one now, don't they? Don't they have a real guy now instead of the cartoon? No, Mister Mister Really Clean, Mister Really Really Clean, <laughs> Mister Really Really Clean. Well, very good, gentlemen. Thanks so much, Thank Saturday Smith. Of Thank course, you. Zach George. It's time now for traffic and weather on five seventy WSYR. News, then you, on 570 WSYR.